personal finance presentation, personal finance planning procedure. Prepare to get financially fit by practicing personal finance. Before jumping into the steps of the procedure, quick recap on what we can do with our income. When we have our income, our options typically can be broken down into two major categories, either spending our income or saving the income. On the saving side, we're typically thinking about for long-term financial security saving. On the spending side, we can break out the spending into daily living expenses, major expenditures, bigger expenditures, and recreation. Keeping those in mind, we'll go into the procedure for financial planning. As we put together a procedure, most procedures will include similar types of things, and you can think of it as a cyclical type of procedure in that what you're going to try to do is first brainstorm, take a step back, get the big picture, think about what your courses of actions are available to you, then decide on a particular course of action, narrow your focus towards that course of action, make a plan that you're going to implement into the future, and then once the future happens, you see how well you were in coincidence with the plan, and then of course you reevaluate, seeing what you did as compared to what you planned to do, whether or not the plan was good, whether or not what you did was good, and then basically redo the process over and over again. So in procedure for financial planning, we want to de determine the current financial situation. So our current point in time from a financial standpoint, which we can often do with the help of financial statements, such as a balance sheet or income statement, the balance sheet typically being the form that'll show us where we are, that's gonna be our assets and liabilities. Then we want to develop our financial goals. We want to think about what are our goals, and that's when we can break out basically those short-term, those intermediate, those long-term goals. Those are one ways that you can think about your goals. Then you want to think about identify alternative courses of action. And this is where you want to kind of take a step back and think about basic different kinds of actions or courses of actions that you can take. And this can be difficult for some people. Some people are always taking a step back and looking at their actions. They have difficult time focusing in. And other people, once they focus in, they have a difficult time stepping back. And, and really what you want to do, it depends on where you are in the financial planning process. If you think about a company which does a similar type of group of things, you usually have different people doing different types of things. The management, the top management is you are usually the people that are taking a step back, looking at the broader view. And the on the line managers are usually the people that are really good at focusing in on the details. When you're managing your own life, of course, you have to be able to do both to some degree, <laughs> take a step back and zoom in. So this is the point when you take a step back, do your brainstorming, say, what other things could I be doing? Am I doing things? Could I be doing some other things that might be better for me at this point in time? Or should I continue focusing in on where I'm at? Evaluate the alternatives. Obviously, again, you want to spend some time looking at the, the different alternatives. Take the time to force yourself to say, I, a lot of people will say, this is what I, I know what I want. This is what I want. This is here. And they won't, you know, look at possibly other types of things. It's, it's a good idea, maybe at these points to look at the other kind of alternatives. And that, even if you continue on what you're doing, may give you some more perspective on how you can do what you're doing you know, better. Create and implement your financial action plan. This is when you're gonna to wanna to focus back in now. So once you've decided on your plan, then you can focus back in. And, and a lot of people have trouble in this step as well to focus back in. This is when you kinda of do wanna put more of the blinders back on, or at least focus your attention towards one thing, not always jumping back to 
every other kind of thing, every opportunity cost that you've lost, right? You want to focus in and enjoy the decisions that you've made and, and say, you know, I know there's opportunity cost. Everything has an opportunity cost. I've made my decision. I'm going to go into this particular thing and I'm just going to enjoy the decision that I've made without having to take a step back every time and looking at every other thing I could have basically uh, done. And then you want to review and revise the financial plan. So then on a periodic basis, you're going to go back in and look at the financial plan again. You might do this on a set basis, on a budgeting type of standpoint, for example, to see how well you are in, in achieving the goals that you have set and then possibly reevaluate your, your goals as well from time to time because, of course, those things will change uh, over time as well as your life situation changes and just as you get older, usually your, your, your goals and what your top goals are and whatnot will often vary over time. So just a, a little bit more on the identify alternative courses of action, which is going to be uh, this step that we have here, evaluate, identify uh, courses of action. So you could think about things like, you know, do you want to continue on the same path that you're on? Do you want to expand your current kind of situation? Do you want to change the current situation? And do you want to basically take a new course of action? And like I say, a lot of people are really you know, focus, they, they say, I know what I want, I'm just going to go towards this one particular thing. And that might be a good decision. And but they might have a little bit of trouble to to kind of get their mindset expanded out, you know, so that they can evaluate different courses. And, and other people tend to be doing here, they change their courses all the time. And they change it in such a way that I don't want to have anything to do with the last, you know, <laughs> the last things I was doing, I'm going to, I'm going to take a complete 180 or something like that. And, you know, that might be okay, to do, but no matter what you do, just note that uh, whatever you've learned in the past will tie into it in some way. I mean, everything is connected in some way. So what you want to do is whatever, you know, whatever course you decide to take, you want to take the skills that you've learned in the past and do your best to associate them, apply them in to what, whatever course that you, that you think is best suited for you at this time going forward. So whether you're advancing on, the, on your current course of action changes the way you're going to go on that current course or if you're completely doing a 180 which is fine but you still want to kind of think about the, the your current skills of course and put them into, into action on whatever choice that you're doing so evaluate alternative actions so you want to think about the consequences of different choices that you can make and this is these are things that are really difficult to do because you're thinking in the future you don't know what the consequences will be of course you're thinking into the future but you can try to make some evaluations of risk assessment and whatnot as you as you think about your about your plans as best you can and then you can assess you know how accurate you were as you as time goes on resources to help with financial decisions so when you go through these financial decisions you can think well what kind of things can i can i look to for for my resources well of course you have the internet and i think people really underestimate how great it is that have so much information on the internet a lot of our other resources are also you know we can get access to them basically uh, on the internet it's kind of you know learning how to use something like quickbooks or financial software or to do financial planning or to think about how to invest you know a lot of stuff is is just at your fingertips at this point in time the difficult thing of course is weeding out the uh, the good from the bad and there's tools that are getting better and better at doing that. But that's where, of course, people need to be careful at this point in time to make sure that their sense of what information is relevant and good for them uh, is that's what you kind of got to hone down, I think, more than finding the information at this time. 
So financial institutions, banks, credit unions, and insurance companies. So even when you're looking on something like the internet or something like that to see how to do things or getting some advice, especially financial advice, you really wanna make sure that you're getting it from trusted people. Oftentimes financial institutions, although you can't trust them completely either, but they're usually going to be more trustworthy than other, you know, people, you know, people that are just random or people that don't have any kind of credentials, especially people that you're doing business with. Remember that if anybody's asking you to pay them for some type of service, especially if it's a commission based service of some kind, like when you hire a broker or something like that, then they're, they're whether they're trying or not, they're, they at least in appearance are biased on their opinion because they want you to do business with them. And so, and so their opinion is somewhat biased there. If you're paying someone just for their opinion and they're, you're not paying them to, to go into business with them by hiring them as a broker or something like that, then you're, you have someone whose opinion is theoretically much more objective in that case. And you can trust it to be more objective due to the fact that you're not paying them for a on a service by service basis, right? If someone's trying to sell you a home then and they're going to make a bunch of money from the selling of the home then th it doesn't mean that they're lying to you but it does mean that they have a pretty huge financial interest in the transaction it probably would be then a good idea to get other advice about something uh, of that nature as well we have media resources obviously magazines television radio podcast online again these things are also often things that you'll find basically online at this point in time magazines and television are probably for most people, many times are being replaced by things like podcasts online, clearly things like YouTube presentations and online courses and whatnot. Financial specialists, so financial planners, insurance agents, investment advisors, credit counselors, lawyers, and accountants. Now, these are all people that should have professional kind of credentials, and that should, being in the profession, should give them, them more trustworthiness due to the fact that the, the profession itself usually will help people to, to need to have a minimum amount of information in order to be part of the profession. And they'll have some safeguards and regulations as to how business should be conducted within the profession in order to stay, you know, relevant within it. But still, remember that if you're talking about financial planners or, or insurance agents and whatnot, where they're making a commission, if there's some kind of commission based thing, that you're going into business with someone and you're getting advice about the thing that you're going into business with them for, it doesn't mean that they're not being, you know, they're not honest with you, but it does mean that they have that financial incentive. And you might then want to look at a third party, someone that you're paying possibly just for advice, not to go into business to give you advice about a particular course of action. So you, so with all these kind of resources, we have a ton of resources available Really what your goal here now is to sort through the resources and figure out what kind of resources you, you trust are, and which are relevant uh, to you. So then we have the career choice and financial planning. So obviously your career choice is going to have a big impact on your financial planning and you got to balance, you know, what, what kind of career do you think is most satisfying to you and what kind of skills do you have that could act that are that the people want right that you can sell that you can make money doing so that's going to be the balance that what could change over time each career comes with risks and opportunity costs clearly and career choices require moderate reevaluation of trade-offs uh, related to personal social and economic factors so clearly as time passes 
your your idea about a particular career career the career itself could change the industry could change dramatically within the way things are changing right now over time and your goals and objectives might change from time to time as well so a re-evaluation of of the career choices from time to time would be a relevant thing to do note that when you are thinking about different kind of transitions in a career or something like that usually no matter what career you are in you can take those skills and and you know try to weave them into whatever whatever new choice that you're doing so even if you're leaving something if you're saying i'm going to you know leave this profession or do something different then it doesn't mean that those skills generally are going to be gone you you should be able to apply many of them to whatever new whatever new path that you have and try to work that into your to your new plan